Thank you to our sponsor for season two, Punto Space. The contemporary raw space combines capacity with intimacy. Four distinct spaces on three levels encompass more than 3,500 square feet. Custom configurations, a state-of-the-art audio-visual system, and full-service support provide endless possibilities for realizing your creative vision. Welcome to Currency Shift, the podcast where we showcase and share insights from first, only, and the disruptive. These are people who are creating new lanes and carving new paths for women, people of color, and diversity and inclusion. My name is Shade Simone. Let's get started. All right, we have Franny and Phil in the house. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers to you, gentlemen. Cheers. 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 Mm. It has been a crazy morning, but I'm excited to have two of the brunch kings in the building today, one from Jersey, uh, holding it down, brunches in Jersey, and then another one, brunches in all over New York, Manhattan, Brooklyn, everywhere. He's taking over. Uh, <laughs> could you guys do me a favor and just introduce yourself to the people? All right. My name is Frandy Napoleon. I'm the founder of the alumni group. Um, we host brunch parties, happy hours throughout New York City, but predominantly in Harlem. My name is Phil Taylor. I'm the founder of Phil and the Brunch, and I predominantly do brunches in New Jersey, as well as New York and Washington, D.C. Nice. So let's talk about how you all even got together and started this whole brunch conglomerate that you all have. Tell the people a little bit about how you all met and how you started to move forward with doing brunches. Uh, well, Phil and I met each other through the fraternity. We happen to be uh, brothers. What's uh, the What's the fraternity? Phi, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Shout out to the Sigmas. Yeah, we <laughs> both became members of the same organization the same year and semester, fall 2004. And that was a, a, a very good year uh, for very Sigma. Good year. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we, we were just, Fall 04 was just a very tight knit um, line. I mean, not line, but semester and, and year because mm -hmm. we all every time we would come across each other someone who, who joined the organization or any organization for that matter um in that same semester and year it was just automatic camaraderie yeah, and, bond and was different. yeah it was Very we different. just clicked automatically so that that's kind of what happened with phil like um i had met another brother from phil's chapter yard and um i got cool with him and so when i met phil for the first time in new york it was just immediate connection so we just stay cool um so i guess i'll pass it over to phil and yeah and then um you know just throughout the frat and years of of, of fraternizing and bonding and, and traveling and stuff like that um frandy will come down to virginia state i will come to new york hang out um even after we graduated college you know big events we would catch up with each other things of that nature and um frandy was doing the brunches before me and I decided to make a phone call one day and, and uh, you know be his apprentice learn the game you know nine months and then bring that brand back to Jersey in my own way that's a lot of discipline too to work under or essentially uh, shadow uh, your frat brother yes. while he's building the empire and learning how to do that. That's really that's a really good use of your relationships and your networking yes. uh, talk to us about like 
Go ahead. Oh, to to continue on with your um, question, so how we came about to doing brunches. So um, all the good bottomless brunches used to be downtown, like in the village area around the NYU area. And, um, you know, Phil and I, we have close ties to D.C., Jersey, mm -hmm. Jersey Virginia, mm -hmm. all of that. So um, in D.C., like, they go hard with the brunches. Like, D.C. Like, is like the epitome of, like, turn-up brunches. Absolutely. So we noticed that there wasn't really much of that in New York City. So, um, you know, I kind of took it upon myself to attach myself to try and bring that whole energy and vibe to, to New York. So, um, you know, I was fortunate to be connected to a venue, uh, Harlem Barbecue, at the time. Mm. And, um, you know, they took a chance on it, and, and, and I started doing the brunches there. And people were all in. People wanted to do it, and, and the bottomless brunches just took off from there. Nice. And then you said that you were working security beforehand. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people don't know. I was working at the clubs overnight, and uh, it just got old. Mm -hmm. And uh, one night it was slow, and I was sitting there thinking, like, you know, this is, this just isn't for me anymore. And uh, being that me and Frandy are, are, are cool, you know, friends and frat brothers, you know, in the past he would say, hey, look, you know, maybe you can make this brunch or, you know, post a flyer for me, show love. That's my brother, so I didn't have a problem with that. And I was talking to one of the guys I was doing security with, and I said, you know, I, I know just the person that I'm going to call because in Jersey that, that, that turn up, brunch and the vibe that DC has or Harlem has what he was doing there in Midtown we just we just didn't have it mm -hmm. so I wanted to bring that experience there and uh the next morning I was on the phone with him mm -hmm. and it was just you know sure you could come on and I told him what I wanted to do and it was just a hit ever since you know and then eventually we uh we took over Angel Harlem <laughs> every first Saturday you know like he said we just we weren't even eating. We were just standing around making sure everybody else was good. The place was just packed. The place was so rammed we couldn't packed. even eat brunch ourselves. Packed. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I remember that. <laughs> Angela Harlem is like you're drinking, eating, and dancing all at the same time. That's, just it. <laughs> That's it. I, I remember reading one of the Yelp reviews. Someone was like, uh, don't come to this brunch if you don't want. If you Only go to this brunch if you want somebody twerking next to your chicken and waffles. <laughs> And I was like, that sounds like a lit brunch. That's not a bad it's not a bad review. <laughs> so brunches are always fun. They're a good time. Um I'm thankful that you all got together in the first place and then brought that whole energy and vibe to New York. Um but I'm curious to know is uh, how do you handle the difficult situations when it comes to brunching? Cuz you're dealing with the restaurant owners, you're mm -hmm. dealing with the people. Like how do you all manage that? It's tough. That you're right in the middle. You know, you, you have to, customer service is, is number one. You know, if that person is not satisfied, they're not coming back. You know, they also mm -hmm. tell people their dissatisfaction. As far as the owners, you know, it's it's pressure to, to bring a good event, uh, to bring good business financially, yes. um, as well as socially. You know, you, you don't want people obviously hanging from the chandeliers and stuff like that. But you're right in the middle. So it, 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 could, be, it could be tough. It's manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's issues that you're going to deal with on both sides. You know, it, it, it's it's very challenging. I mean, I come from an account management background, so you know, I, I'm very big on customer service, and mm -hmm. and you know, when when the venue isn't up to par, or or 
or function in the way they should, you know, I, I usually task myself with, you know, getting on them to make sure that they bring it, bring it, get it together. You know, I had yeah, a venue. Um, they thought it was okay to serve people mimosas in plastic cups, and and you know I had to go in on them. I'm like, no, not my crowd. You know, you, no, this can't happen. So, um, I, I developed the, the reputation of being a bad guy with the venue, but it was only right the amount of money that's coming in there. You know, you you, you gotta you gotta get it together. You know, absolutely. So we we had we to be the ones to apologize to the customer for that. You know, yeah. they're not gonna have a conversation with the owner. Yeah. You know, they're gonna look for the person who's actually holding the event there. Mm-hmm. So with that quality and that reputation, and and if it doesn't work out, we leave. Um, Phil and I, I could tell you, you know, there was a venue, one of the venues that was mentioned earlier in this discussion, where you know they had a, a issue where um, there was accusations of discrimination against mm-hmm. um, black women, and unfortunately, we had to cut ties to the venue. But yeah. you know, poor poor um, appreciation to our clientele like uh, or, or mistreatment of our clientele you know we have no problem um, getting up and, and relocating the event yeah. to a place that appreciates our dollars no problem at all you know even if the the service is not up to par you know we, if we tell the venue this is how many people are coming and then they're, they're not staffed properly or prepared for that it's not it's not a good thing you know one, one of the things that makes brunch and day parties so successful is that you know, you're incorporating good food, good drinks, and good music, you know, versus mm-hmm. you going out at nightclub, you just, you know, you're standing around unless you have a VIP or you're just having drinks. And so it's like, you know, you're going out trying yeah. to have a good time, but it's different. But when you got good food, food good food makes everybody happy. Yeah, you know? it's so. a huge difference. Good service, too, because yeah, good, good service, service could um, turn that a good time into a disaster, you know? Yeah. And people always remember horrible service, and they, they will, will not come back. I mean, no matter who the promoter is, you could be the most lit promoter. That person has like a horrible experience; they're not coming back. Not. I have I have a venue where <laughs> people have had numerous bad experiences, and no matter how cool I am, how much they like me, they're like your friend. I, I just can't do it. No. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting that you guys are really really adamant about great customer service and really making sure that your guests have a good time. Um, I really like the fact that I've gone to a few of the brunches that you guys have thrown together and then um, solo, and I've always had a good time. It's always a good DJ, always good vibes, always good music. Um, but my question for you is you, you all are doing a lot, like separately, mm-hmm. right? You guys both have full-time jobs. You both have this is essentially like uh, side money that comes in. Yes. And then you have your relationships. You have your family. How do you juggle all of that along with your mental health? <laughs> One, you got to be organized. All right. You know, that's that's the, the first thing is organization with me. Um, I know that with my, with my calendar, my planner, my events, you know, um, I try to schedule and space things out, but also try to create that downtime for myself. You know, that's that's very important. Um, it's a, it can be a lot to manage. Yeah, I definitely try to take, you know, sanity days for myself, you know, between juggling a nine-to-five and, and, and the side hustle. You know, I definitely need, like, a day or two to myself. There are times where I just spend the entire weekend just chilling in the crib and doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's the most amazing thing. Luxury. It's, it yeah, it's, it's the it best is. time. I definitely need to do that. But, um, you know, my my professional background and being in account management is um, kind of, like, allowed me to deal with pressure a lot more. So I'm constantly dealing with, like, 
software not functioning properly and having to, you know, put out fires. So I guess, you know, my professional background does help me mm-hmm. manage the side hustle a lot better. Yeah, yeah, mine too, just in a different way, just working with, with, with high school kids, you just have to have a lot of patience, you know, and then coaching and preparing for a game and strategies and, you know, not trying to expect the unexpected in a sense, you know, dealing with the business. Um, it could be, you know, large groups running late or, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're about to be at capacity, sold out, just dealing with different issues or the service is not there. But um, I try to do as much planning and preparation as possible mm-hmm. to avoid hiccups and then just, you know, as far as downtime, going to the gym, working out, that's kind of like my sanity, playing ball when I can is my sanity. Um, come down to my crib and and chill out in the man cave and just kick my feet <laughs> up on the couch, you know, yes. watching watching a movie, something like that. You know, that's that's uh, the, the the gym is my therapy as well. Yeah. And also, I gotta say, some a wise person kind of told me that you you need to learn how to say no more, and, and mm-hmm. I've learned yeah. that, and that's that's key. Like being like yesterday, yesterday was beautiful, and I was I was taking a sanity day. And everybody was like, yo, we wanna, I want to go outside. Let's go out. Let's do some stuff. And I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. Staying home. <laughs> That's good. That's really important, being able to say no. A lot of people have trouble with that, especially in this social media-focused um, world that we live in. It's the 24-7 world. So the whole focus behind Currency Shift is we interview first only and disruptive. And I look at you all as two really disruptive black men who are just doing your thing out here when it comes to brunching, but also with your fraternity and as just good human beings. Um, what we like to focus on and the, the premise behind it is we talk about social currency. So social currency is building social networks to gain access, influence, resources, and networking in the digital space that affects a person online and offline. So for you all, how vital is social media in your everyday encounters and for your business? extremely vital i mean um you know thank god for these platforms that give you direct um you know market to consumer you know advertising opportunities um you know just putting frequent content you know people know to tune in to the alumni group ig page to uh keep up with brunches you know um we were on a timetable as far as you know when we release um content on there and people People are always in the DMs, like, yo, trying to celebrate our birthday, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Can we, what, what themes you have going on, what brunches mm-hmm. you have going on these days. So, um, you know, social media has been major <laughs> in, in what we do. It's, it's crucial because people can see what they're going to attend. People can, you know, visual, visualize what they're looking for. Um, it, social media is strategic. My feeling of brunch page is, is very very strategic, what I post, the time that I post, mm-hmm. um, you know, using business strategies now. I could, my website sits in my bio. Uh, my, my get tickets option for my Eventbrite is tied into, to you know, my homepage. Um, Facebook, you know, um, these platforms are now reaching mass people that I might not know or have access to. Mm-hmm. And uh, it helps me to I- expand the brand, you know. So I would say social media is crucial. Even if a person misses the event, 
they can still go on my page and see how it was, and then they'll say, you know what, I gotta go to the next one. Creating FOMO. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it like, happens a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so thanks to social media, uh, you know, I'm branching out to California next week. I'm doing my first brunch in LA. And the reception has been amazing, and mm-hmm. it's all through social media, mm-hmm. you know. So because they can see what you all have done in the past, yeah. and they can yeah. kind of get a, a good feel of what the brunch is going right. to be like. It's very strategic, even with hashtags. You know, mm-hmm. I, I could say I could post tomorrow that I'm gonna be in DC. I could use the hashtag, you know, DC, mm-hmm. and all the popular hashtags out there, and then people will see it. Mm. And then come. Okay. Yeah. So. I love the fact that you all are saying that social media is a huge part of your business brand, but what about your personal brand? Do you guys separate uh, Phil from Phil in the Brunch? Do you separate Frandy from the alumni group? <laughs> Do you have your own individual like personalities outside of the, the brunches? Yeah, yes, I do. Um, um, I'm a fan of the ratchet. You know, my... my, um, <laughs> my, my my personality is 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 not as um my nine to five personality and my my off nine to five personality t- apples and oranges so like some of the stuff that I find entertaining and humorous is what's displayed <laughs> on my social media page my personal social media page versus what's on the alumni group alumni group kind of keep it brunch friendly and 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 you know, but on my page is like memes and videos that I find entertaining, and I try to separate the two because you know there's a lot of sensitive people out there, and some of the things that I may post may not um, <laughs> may not translate well to other people. So you know, I, I I have my own page, so people like know like this is Ratchet Friendy, like take it or leave it, unfollow me. But you know. Um, still if come you out just, to my brunch. Yeah, still come out <laughs> yeah. to my brunch. But if you like, you know, just brunches and like clean content, then you know you follow the alumni group, group page. Yeah. Absolutely. I see both. So, yeah. you know, one minute yeah. I'm laughing, the next minute I'm like, okay, he's got a brunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's the unique thing about uh, filling a brunch is that it's, it's spelled like my first name. Mm-hmm. So I have the capability of being personal and business at the same time. Mm. Uh, most of the time on the Fill in the Brunch page is strictly business. You know, when I'm having events, recaps, um, you know, upcoming things. But what Fill in the Brunch page allows me to do is a lot of people know me from the business and the brand and when I'm having events, but I could also strategically and sporadically put little pieces of myself out there. I don't really post myself too much on my page, yeah. but, you know, I do every now and then so people know, like, hey, I'm a, a real person, yeah. you know? And so um, it could be, you know, I put up a picture of me in the, in the old school or it could be, you know, it's my mom's birthday or it's Father's Day or, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature, you know, or something that I might have accomplished recently and I might put it up there and people could say, oh, wow, you know, I, di- I didn't know that he did this or he, he did that, you know. So, like, just one time I did a, um, I, I had a big brunch in March called Made in March, Brunch mm-hmm. Day Party. I was at my friend's clothing store and I did a, a promo drop at the store <laughs> and I had on like one of his hoodies and then people was in my DMs like oh my gosh I never saw you in regular clothes before <laughs> <laughs> like like you, you always you always have on a tux you always have on a blazer you yeah. you know you always like dressed up she's like the first time I ever saw you in a hoodie and I'm like I see myself in a hoodie every day but you never yes. know how people see or perceive you or perceive you yeah. so with the feeling the brunch it's mostly business but strategically put out personal stuff so people can still be have some familiar, familiarity with me. So. Got it. And I love the story of you all meeting 
uh, through your fraternal bond, but then maintaining that relationship outside of college and outside of the university and promotions to really like help each other grow these uh, these businesses. So of everything that you've learned on your journey from back then to meeting and becoming essentially uh, adjacent business partners mm-hmm. to everything now, what would be one piece of advice that you would put on a post-it for someone else to read? Just one piece of advice. It, it'll be a little long-winded, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny, I was having this discussion on, on, on my lift here. Um, I feel like some of us are guarded, right? We don't really like to let others in to what we have. And... I feel like we need to let our guards down a little bit more and mm-hmm. and, and 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 let others in cuz they might be bringing a different perspective to what you've got going on and it could help grow whatever you have going on whether it's business whether it's the brunches because mm-hmm. I was I was doing all right in Harlem right but I was like yo Phil's my dude one mm-hmm. and two I would love to have his energy involved with what I do cuz it's a different perspective and it it I I've, I've been better because of it and our bro- or both of our brands have been better and stronger because of it mm-hmm. so Absolutely. you know um you know we have that fraternal bond but you know I-, I just say to anyone out there be a little bit more open ar- open-minded and not so guarded to let others in mm. because if if that person could bring some new energy and kind of help catapult your brand i mean it's all for the better for everyone everyone can eat there's dollars out there for all of us right absolutely and that was one of the things that you know he did with me but definitely um you never know what somebody else can bring to the table what new ideas new branding strategies and things like that um also just for a person just getting into the game for the first time i would say start out small mm. you know i would when i first started doing filling the brunch i would it was just a hashtag that i wanted people to post when they were taking pictures at the events mm-hmm. until i felt like it, it was a time where i could at least okay i can do a Instagram page yeah. and then just strategically started putting certain things in play but you know he's he's absolutely uh, correct about that I have somebody who I'm working with on one of my uh, upcoming brunches I was a little hesitant at first but mm-hmm. I saw um, some things that he was doing that I wasn't I was like oh wow you know that's a that's a good idea that's a unique idea mm-hmm. you know and uh, it adds to the brand and makes it better definitely. and I, I agree with him on 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 starting small because it's funny like um, I went and checked out a Williamsburg venue and the spot was fairly small and I was cool with doing the venue people were like nah man like like you would swallow your your, ven- your crowd would swallow this place but I, I still think small like I'm still down to do a spot that holds like 60 70 people even yeah. though like we we I, I could get a place like Miss Harlem packed and rocking but you know, I, I still am humble where I could do a 50, 60 um, person venue, you know? Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I definitely uh, I feel the same way. In- intimate events are good, you mm-hmm. know, they're good for the brand. It, it, it keeps you level, you know, you, you can kind of interact with people more. And uh, even if it's a, a small number, 60, 75 people, those people are, are, are go back and come back with more. Yeah, they're more, more attached to you because they, they get to hear you and speak with you. And, so and, this, and I started at Harlem Barbecue, so I, I, I yeah. stay humble. I stay <laughs> humble. My, my first Jersey brunch was at the Gavelstone, so it was like, <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was small, you know. 
So this is the best part of the show to me because I get to have fun with this. Um, this is the speed round. It lasts about a minute. What I'm going to do is just ask you random questions, and you just got to, like, hot fire. You got to be like Dylan. Spit hot I, I, fire I, I real quick. Love, I always love this part of the podcast. I definitely do. All right. What gets you out of bed? Work. Money. <laughs> What's your favorite band or group or artist? I'm a Dave Matthews band fan, as corny as that sounds. <laughs> oh, man, favorite artist. <laughs> I still like Jim Jones, to be honest with you. Okay, okay. <laughs> favorite drink? Um, Shoot, I can't remember it. Gold, gold um, Peak uh, Green Tea. Okay, that's, that's really favorite. specific. Yeah. All right. That is oh. specific. Uh, I like the, the lemonade... Ice tea from Snapple. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are really particular. <laughs> <serious>. Role models. <laughs> My parents. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, shoot, I failed the speed round because I can't. I'm, I'm. Shoot, my mom. My mom. Yeah. Luxury item. That we want or that we have. <laughs> Whatever comes to mind. Luxury item. Let me tell you something. I want that Mercedes-Benz uh, S-Series AMG white wrapped. Think about 200000 It's crazy. L- luxury item for me would be owning my own apartment in New York City. <laughs> all right. Got it. I like how specific you all are with this. Favorite food? Where do I start? Smothered chicken with mac and cheese. Oh, man. Really? That's yeah. your favorite? Amy Roofs. I love Amy Roofs. That's my guilty pleasure. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep it short, but I, I, it's definitely fried chicken, mac and cheese, and collard greens. Yeah. Okay. Cornbread on the side. Can't forget the collard greens with cornbread. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Favorite country to visit? Jamaica. Haiti. I'm doing my uh, first annual, first trip to Haiti um, in December. And that's your background, Haitian, yeah, right? I'm Haitian. All right. Um, best way to give back? Well, okay, I didn't get to touch on this, but this might be a long-winded, long-winded answer. But um, I give back by through these brunches. Some of the venues, like, I don't even charge them, and I just, like, give back that way um, by helping some of them stay open. I mean... Having a small business in New York City is tough, so you know there's a philanthropic um, aspect to what I do as well. La Vanita, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, working with children, working with kids, coaching, keeping them off the street, um, showing them what the world has to offer, which is bigger than you know what their city is and and the opportunities that Re- they can grasp. Retirement place. <laughs> Maybe Haiti. Okay. Yeah. I won't say cliche, but probably Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta. All right. <laughs> cartoon. Favorite cartoon? Yeah. Throwback Thundercats. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Absolutely. Drama. As a TV show? Whatever comes to mind. Drama. Power. Power. Absolutely. Game of Thrones right now. GOT. Yeah. Comedy. Martin. Oh, 
I gotta say Martin too. All right. And then what is happiness? <sighs> happiness to me right now is having days like yesterday where I just veg out and just like do absolutely nothing and just clear my mind. Vacation is happiness sometimes. Yeah. Uh, family, yeah. love, uh, vacation. All right, perfect. This has been fun. I love the fact that you all are together. You guys are doing your thing. Um, definitely fully support both of you all in your endeavors. Is there anything else you would like the listeners to know? Um, thank you for having us on Currency Shift. You're, you're dope. I love what you're doing, and keep up the good work. Um, thank you. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on Currency Shift. Uh, follow at Phil in the Brunch. That's at P-H-I-L-I-N, the Brunch. And follow the alumni group, the underscore alumni underscore group. All right. Thank you all both for being on the show. That's a wrap. All right. Thank you to our sponsor for season two, Punto Space. The contemporary raw space combines capacity with intimacy. Four distinct spaces on three levels encompass more than 3,500 square feet. Custom configurations, a state-of-the-art audio-visual system, and full-service support provide endless possibilities for realizing your creative vision. Thank you for joining the conversation. To learn more about Currency Shift, go to currencyshiftnow.com. If you feel as though you fit the criteria as the first, the only, or the disruptive, send us an email, info at currencyshiftnow.com. Until next time, keep pushing, stay motivated, and stay encouraged.